0: The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach.
1: So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelow starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelow.
2: And hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so glad you're joining us today. If this is your first time listening in, welcome to you. And if you're back with us again this week, welcome to you too. Friends, we've been in a long running series here on the Divorce Coaching Hour about the entire divorce process, and we're beginning to wrap it up. We've talked about the history, the do's and don'ts, the finances, real estate, the legal aspects about children and much, much more. And today, we will be talking about one of the most important aspects of divorce, and that is overcoming it. (laughs) Because friends, if you don't overcome it, simply it overcomes you. And we don't want that for you. Uh, Before I tell you more about the show today if you missed any of those shows of that series or this series rather you can find them by podcast Uh, just search the divorce coaching hour with christy mendelow by name on your favorite podcast app and look for the latest shows dated from february 18th 2023 to date on to today's show when we encounter the tough stuff of our lives it can be easy to get stuck I understand it. I get it. Um, We can get stuck and we can stay in the emotion, the muck and mire, as I call it, of the situation. But truly, staying stuck won't help anyone. Uh, Like I said, I get it. Divorce can be one of the worst life events you ever go through. And it can be so hard to move forward. But I'm here to tell you that you can, that you can overcome this. Uh, And that's what we're talking about today, overcoming divorce, and, and even more than that, how we can thrive as we do overcome divorce. Our guest today, Kena Crowley, is here with us to help us with the conversation. Kena is the founder and CEO of, listen to this, My Thriving Life Academy, a company that empowers the masses to not just thrive, but to live in bliss. Kina is a licensed clinical social worker turned divorce recovery coach. She's an influencer and a published author of A Superwoman's Guide to Recovering After Divorce. Kena is also a combat army veteran who now uses her experience and training to lead thousands to their greatness by using their inner gifts to elevate to their pinnacle in life. Just before we meet Kina and begin our conversation, I must remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we certainly are not here to coach you to get a divorce. Although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour, we will not be coaching today, but rather providing you insight and information, education, and also encouragement. And by doing so, our goal is to help you make better decisions through and beyond the divorce process. Ultimately, what we're here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open, and based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey may lead. And now, with all that said, Keena, welcome. I'm so happy you are here with us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction, and thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
2: I am too, and I know we were talking just before the show. It kind of seems like forever. We spoke way earlier in the year, and thank goodness your team reached out to me. Let me know about what you're doing, and I'm all about bringing people onto the show to help us have this conversation um, about divorce, about helping people move through it in a healthier way than would be otherwise. And specifically in this show and what you work in is recovering from divorce and not just recovering, but overcoming and thriving through it. So thank you for what you're doing and thanks for joining us here today, and I look forward to our conversation. So let's get that started. First, tell us a little bit about your story. What, um, what brought you to do what you're doing today to help people recover from divorce?
3: Yes, yes. So I actually experienced two marriages. Um, the first one was kind of a blip on the radar, Um, and so I was able to bounce back from that one and, um, not be quite as gut punched by that first one. But, um, while I was in the military, I got married again and, um, really went through the motions during the marriage, um. Of going through an abusive marriage and dealing with um, substance abuse, um, my partner, my ex partner substance abuse, and just dealing with all of those factors and even understanding and getting that first hand experience of what it's like when despite seeing on one end when it's over, um, having that difficulty with leaving and finally getting the courage and making that decision and going through an ugly divorce Um, and, like, pretty much going through my own grief after divorce, and which is something that I don't think I recognized or really, really experienced on the same level during my, my first divorce. And so it hit me a lot. Differently the second time around, and um, I recognized that and saw it in different. Like I saw my decline with that, and the challenges, the anger, the depression, um, and how I, I lost myself and. I had some awareness, but at the same time I had some blind spots and I was a therapist at the time (laughs) and I was pouring into other people and, Mm -hmm. you know, going to work and telling them things like, Hey, you got to take care of yourself. Hey, we don't thrive in isolation. And then I was not, I was not walking the walk, you know, that I was telling other people to walk. And um, one day, I was sitting in my office, and I I got a phone call um, from my doctor who basically said, hey, you have a brain aneurysm. And in that moment, my my world stopped, um, and my life flashed before my eyes, and the very first thing that came to mind was my mother, who had – suffered from a a ruptured brain aneurysm Mm. a few years prior and she almost didn't make it, you know, grace of God she did. But I, that was the first thing I thought about. And then after that, my, my mind just flashed to, you know, me being a teenager and, you know, um, being a teenage mother at the age of 14 um, the promise I made to my daughter that I would be the best mother ever. And, Um, being homeless by age 18, joining the military, and going through that first marriage, um, going, deploying to Iraq, coming back, well, physically coming back, but not mentally. My mind did not return with me. And going through and overcoming those motions and even that horrible divorce that I had gotten or that marriage that I had gotten out of um, and the abuse that I overcame, and all these things flashed in my mind, and once I got past the initial shock, I, I learned that, okay, I can live with this, um, and it still, initially, it was like a death sentence, um, and when you get certain phone calls, it, it forces you to look at your life, <laughs> and in yeah. doing so, I, I looked at how I was living or more so how I wasn't living and the pattern and kind of my safety net, my safety bubble. I had retreated into where I had decided I'm not going to put myself back out there and I'm protecting myself and all of these things. And in reality, at that point in my process, I was actually hurting myself and I didn't see that I was not living. I was not thriving. And so I realized I had a choice to make. I could continue to live like the dead woman walking as I had been or I could live in fear that you know in my mind I had a ticking time bomb in my head or I could you know not just survive but actually thrive and make the best out of whatever days I have left and ultimately that's what I chose to do. I chose life and to really live and focus on me, and I still didn't know that this would be, you know, where I would end up, but I just switched that focus on me, and on my journey of healing, um, I realized that there were a lot of women. Once I got to and through it, and to a whole different point of healing that I didn't even realize I had done um, and needed, I was able to look back and see, like, wow, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of women out there who are where I was, you know, maybe their shoes are different, but they're walking the same path and they're stuck.
2: Amen. And yeah, yeah. my mission. So, and I want to continue on hearing that mission, but I want to just step yes. in first and foremost and say, God bless you for all you've been through. Uh, secondarily, thank you for, you know, getting out there and sharing You know, your story. A lot of people wouldn't want to be that transparent and share their story, but it sounds like you've learned that by doing so, you can help people. And what I really heard in here, just so much of the reality of what many of us struggle with. It's, you know, bottom line, it's hard to look in the mirror. And even when we think we're looking in the mirror, you are helping people, so called, look in the mirror. But uh, it's kind of hard for us to come to that reality and be like, oh, wait a second. (laughs) I'm telling people what to do. I'm not necessarily living it. And so when you got real with the reality, and sometimes it does take a significant life event for us to kind of like, you know, quickly wake up and have that so-called kind of life flash in front of us. But you took that opportunity you looked at the realities, you you came to acceptance of what, what is, and then you decided to, okay, I'm not going to let fear get me. I'm going to make a choice, and now I'm going to go out and serve other people. And folks, such an important story and such an important story to help begin wrapping up this divorce series because it's so much more than just – Uh, the legal aspects and the financial aspects. This is where we're talking about crisis can be an opportunity. It can provide you a possibility to change your life and live it as, as Kina uh, Crowley is talking about sharing her story. When we come back into the next segment, we're going to talk more about what she's doing because of her story and then how that can apply to you and help you move forward from divorce and not only overcome it, but thrive. Come on back. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit soberlink.com.
1: Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark
2: financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid, but there's hope. Hirsch Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole contact hirsch today go to lifecycle.financial that's lifecycle.financial you'll be so
1: grateful you did divorce isn't easy or often wanted sadly it happens when it does it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise how? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long-drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. Welcome
2: back. Or listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and I'm your host, Christy Mendelo, and I'm so glad to be here with you on this Memorial Day weekend. Or if you're listening by podcast, whatever day, whatever weekend it is. Uh, but I'm really glad that you're here and listening to the show today. You know, folks, when it comes to divorce, oftentimes people are in what we call the emotional brain. And when they're in the emotional brain, they're kind of in this fight, flight, or freeze place. And oftentimes it's just about, okay, I need to get to an attorney and I need to get the papers filed and, and, or we get stuck or, you know, we avoid. So all of those things. And, and one thing I really want you to get out of the show today is that, okay, a lot of those elements are important, but one of the thing is the, the choices that you're making, the mindset that you have about divorce and that, You can recover from divorce, you can overcome, and you can even thrive. And we're talking to Keena Crowley, and if you were listening in the first segment, she told us about her story of divorce, but even more than that, of health crisis, but that moment where she said, okay, no more, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to make a choice, I'm going to live without fear and... The second part of the story now in this segment is, Kina, tell us a little bit about what your experience, what your so-called awakening has done to influence what you're doing today with and for people who are um, touched by divorce.
3: Yeah, So that experience forced me to look at, what I was not doing for myself and Mm -hmm. how I was neglecting myself. Um, Although I thought I was protecting myself and I I looked at mostly in that moment, the social component um, that I was lacking in. And I had to admit to myself, okay, you're lonely. And that was so hard for me to do. But um, looking at the loneliness, looking at how am I eating How's my sleep? Um, what am I doing for myself? Because I was pouring into everybody else—my child, my job—but um, in reality, I realized like the biggest thing in that moment was that I was neglecting me.
2: Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's so common, especially when you're caring for other people. I, th- I think it's um, you know so well known when, especially in elder care. Uh, you know, you neglect yourself. But in this situation, you were caring for so many people and you were neglecting yourself. And I often come to the whole oxi- oxygen mask story um, is, you know, they talk about put the oxygen mask on first and then help the other people. But in the reality, unless we're in, you know, dire straits of a, a plane crash, unfortunately, or an emergency We don't think about that. We're thinking about going and helping other people before securing ourselves. And that's just kind of human nature. But in this instance, it sounds like, uh, you know, if we don't do that, we can't be good to anyone else. And so one of the things you have to admit, like, okay, I'm lonely. And it sounds like um, one of the things you may do is help remind people that they aren't alone. I know I do that. What do you think about that?
3: Yes, yes. And and so I do let other people know, like, one, you're not alone, but also it's okay to admit that you need that connection and that being strong does not mean having to do it alone. Um, and although I had support in my life, I was blessed, Um, I realized that they couldn't do it for me and they could not really fully support me or help me the way that I was needing if I was blocking it and that I was not opening up. I was not sharing what I was really going through and, you know, I was allowing feelings like embarrassment or shame. Um, maybe fear of judgment, you know, to creep in and kind of block me from really opening up to my support system. And even having to, you know, especially as a therapist, having to admit like, Hey, I'm human too. (laughs) And although I help other people, I have challenges that I'm facing and I need to kind of take a knee right now and allow somebody to help me. And I think, that was one of the hardest things to admit to myself and to admit, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I need help.
2: So you came to that place of, as you said, taking a knee and admitting, okay, I can't uh, do this all on my own, but they, other people can't, do it for me, so you've got to do do the work. So take us now to what you do today. Based on all your experiences, your learnings, your awareness, your ahas, what is it that you do for people today in the recovery space regarding divorce?
3: Yes. So I I work with primarily women um, who are either going through, they're actively going through a divorce, or they are in the aftermath of a divorce. They're dealing with now what's next? The the ink is dried on the paper. And mm-hmm. Now what do I do? And one, I help them work on clarity because I know there's often a lot of confusion um, and things aren't clear. Like what should I do? Who am I? Identity is a big piece. And what's my purpose? Um And how do I even wrap my mind around the reality of my new life at this point? And a lot of people kind of get stuck right there. Um, And I help them understand um, that they are going to go on a roller coaster of emotions and it's going to be a process and um, learn how to focus on themselves, whether they're Parents or not, um, nonetheless, a lot of, in particular, women after divorce, they kind of lose a piece of them or feel like they've lost a piece of themselves and they, they don't really know how to pick up the rest, you know, and make something beautiful out of it. And so I give them that guidance and I let them know just that, that they're not alone.
2: And so important, Kina, that we let them know that they're not alone, you have said so much, <laughs> and I, uh, and I think you know it's really important to hear that others are kind of having the same feelings and thoughts that you do and that I did, and and so that really helps them know this isn't just happening to me, and so that's great that you're coming beside them and letting them know all that, and you're absolutely right. We lose a piece of ourselves, but it's in that opportunity that we can, um, uh, as you use these words, understand kind of what's happening, but then learn also uh, how to move forward. And that's what we're talking about today. And so in the work that you do, Kina, I I just want to know if you can help us understand what might be the basics of uh, overcoming and thriving as you move forward from a divorce, in in your opinion.
3: Yes, yes, the the basic definitely one one important thing that you is an absolute must is learning how to focus on yourself and I know a lot of people um struggle with that. They hear that and they think, "Oh, that's selfish," but no, learning that is necessary just like what you, you brought up with needing to put on your mask. It is necessary. You must do it. And what that looks like, because some people don't realize what true self-care and true self-love looks like.
2: So let me break in there Uh, so that we bring a distinction to that is uh, we're not talking about sitting on the couch and kind of eating bonbons or directing orders and everybody do this for me. What we're really talking about is is taking a look in that mirror and admitting where we need help, getting help in the right place, but also there's a component of it um, in health is getting enough sleep, um, uh, hydrating, eating healthy, getting exercise, and making time for that, not in a me, 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 I, I, I place, but these are the things that if I don't get them, I can't be any good to you. And so I just wanted to make that distinction because I know you said that, in fact, sometimes we can think that that's selfish. But in fact, um, self-care, not, you know, going to the spa on a daily basis is right. important for us to be the whole person to be able to serve other people. So, you know, I guess just to wrap up my thought there is, you know, folks listening out there, if you need permission, <laughs> we're giving you permission. In fact, we're we're saying this is important to you, uh, for you, rather. And then real quickly, what is another basic, Kina?
3: Um, the mindset shift. You are going, or those going through the process of divorce or in the aftermath of it, there will be um, the grief and the emotions, but also looking at the the shift in your your thinking patterns, your thought patterns, and the confidence piece, because that is often really lost or um, impacted when it comes to a divorce. Even if you're the one choosing to, you know, end the relationship, it still can impact confidence and, you know, the, the thought process and mindset. So really focusing on Seeing like that glass half full and it's it's hard. It's not it something is. that most people just wake up and do one day. It's a process.
2: <laughs> it is a process and I'm glad you said that. And interestingly enough, today's two minute tip, we have a two minute tip in every show, is about uh the think, feel, act cycle. And it really starts with what you're thinking. And we don't often realize that that our thoughts affect our feelings. Our feelings affect our actions. We just kind of think, well, I felt this way, so I did this thing. And so it really is going nicely with, with what we're talking about, Kina. And when we come back into the third segment, I really want to dive into the how of this mindset. As you said, a little bit difficult, right? Little, it's, not, it's not kind of just a snap of the fingers type of thing. So let's talk about when we come back from break about how to make this mindset shift happen. So folks, stay tuned. You're in for some great stuff. Here's today's two-minute tip. Let's talk about the think-feel-act cycle and its relevance in divorce and also how understanding this cycle can empower positive action. In divorce, our thoughts, emotions, and actions are interconnected. The think-feel-act cycle reveals that our thoughts influence our emotions and our feelings, shaping our actions. By recognizing and utilizing this cycle, we can transform our divorce experience for the better. During divorce, it's natural to feel anger, sadness, or fear reflecting our thoughts and our beliefs. Negative thoughts like blame or victimhood can lead to unproductive actions or inaction. Now, to break free from this cycle, reframing our thinking is essential. By consciously evaluating our thoughts and challenging unhelpful ones, we open ourselves to new possibilities, shifting from blame to productive and inclusive thoughts that benefit everyone involved. As our feelings change, so do our actions. We become motivated to seek constructive solutions, communicate effectively, and negotiate fairly. Interactions with our ex spouse become more respectful and collaborative, benefiting both parties and any children involved. By embracing the think, feel, act cycle and reframing our thinking, we take control of our divorce journey. We become active participants, setting the stage for emotional well being, smoother negotiations and a positive post-divorce life. So today's tip is this. Reflect on your thoughts about divorce and challenge any beliefs holding you back. Replace them with empowering, understanding, and cooperative thoughts and notice the positive impact on your feelings and actions. And if I can support you in this process, please write to me at christy at christymindelow.com. And remember, you can always learn more at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who's facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. And Thanks for joining us again on the Divorce Coaching Hour. We are here with Keena Crowley, and she is uh, just an awesome woman who helps people recover from the divorce process. Um... I'm just blessed that we connected because so much of what we're talking about is aligned with what we talk about on the show and what I do as a divorce coach. And, you know, there's so many people who are affected by divorce and there's probably not enough people out there helping people go through divorce. And honestly, a lot of people don't really even know there are divorce coaches out there who can help you. So if you know somebody who is affected by divorce, please put them in touch with a divorce coach because... Uh, we can help you, and a lot of where we help you, um, we're not attorneys. Some divorce coaches are attorneys, but uh, we are ultimately here to walk with you through the path of divorce, and like we were talking about before is letting you know that you're not alone, but reminding you of some basics, some basics that will help you move through and forward from and one of the basics that we were talking to Keynote with in the last segment was that we've got to take care of ourselves first. That so-called putting the oxygen mask on first and how to do that. And then we got to the second basic is that mindset shift. And we decided on break, folks, that so important is this mindset shift that we will spend this segment talking about the how of it. It's not something that just happens overnight. Um, there are times where you can just make up your mind, this is how I'm thinking. But in fact, it, it is a process. And the great thing about our wonderful minds is that we can reframe our minds. And so, Kina, talk to us about the how of mindset shift as we move through divorce and beyond from it.
3: Yes, yes. So um, this is really the the biggest, biggest hurdle for, and the biggest part that keeps people stuck. And, um, one is like your own thoughts, the impact of your own thoughts, um, your self talk and being mindful of it, being aware of when it's not compassionate and when it's critical, um, when it's negative and watching that and changing that even something as simple as i can't
2: mm, i can't do love this, it yeah
3: um it it is it, it will affect your outcome if you have that and you don't catch that and challenge
2: that thought so agree because if you're saying i can't it's it's um kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy i, I think it um i think it was ford i can't remember exactly who said it but um uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so our mind is so powerful that we can change those thoughts. And, and speaking of those words, you know, some of the words that I try to stay away from are never, ever, and always. Think about mm-hmm. the times that you've received perhaps a an email back from someone and, and they said, I never heard from you. I'm like, well, never. You know, we just spoke 24 hours ago, right? <laughs> and, right. and it really sets the tone. So I would say be cautious around – Uh, Self-talk, not only with self, but the talk that you've got running in your mind about others, i.e. your ex-spouse or soon-to-be ex-spouse, their family, your attorney, all the people, because it's kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy. So biggest hurdle, self-talk, what else?
3: Yes, so, um, and keeping in mind that what you feed grows and what you starve dies. So it's all about what you focus on. Um, Do you focus on that negative or do you learn to see the positive and force yourself to see the positive? I call it celebrating your wins. And that is where even something that may seem very little, like cleaning your room after a week of not getting around to it, and your brain telling, oh, you were supposed to do that, but you coming back and challenging that thought and saying, no, I did it. And that is a plus. That is a win. That's a positive. And acknowledging that and taking it a step further and actually writing it down, that's feeding that positive and focusing on it and, in a sense, manifesting more of it through that habit.
2: So talking through it real world, I'm there, I'm making my bed. And um, I'm focusing on the fact that there's uh, a wrinkle in the on the comforter or something, right? And uh, what I'm hearing you say is focus on the fact that I made my bed versus that wrinkle. Is that right? Right, right. Because
3: you have to give yourself permission to not be perfect. Ah, um, yeah. And, and the, that negative thought process will tell you and be very critical and find something wrong with everything you do if you allow it. So you gotta look at and find the positive. In the military, we call it hunt the good stuff. You have to look for that positive and force yourself to see it and capture it in real time before the brain kind of cancels it out with something negative.
2: So I love it. Hunt the good stuff. So we capture that good. I made the bed, and I think I heard you say write it down or acknowledge it. How would you go about doing that?
3: In real time, give it a place. Um, You know, journaling is important as well, but with celebrating your wins, having a separate place, a separate book just for the positive, and in real time, writing down, having the date. And then just a little bullet point, made my bed today. And leaving off whatever negative, but it wasn't perfect. No, do not write that. And capturing it right then, um, because just that quick, it will get overshadowed and you will overlook
2: it. Yeah. If you the, don't. the brain is powerful to to for good and for bad, right? So say we <laughs> yes. do that, we're doing that day in, day out, we're hearing this, we're like, okay, every time I have Um, I do something. I'm going to acknowledge the positive. I'm going to go write it down. And I used to um, have what I called a victory journal to write down those things, those wins in it. Uh, So I've done that over time. Now what's happened?
3: What will start to happen is, one, you will start to, on your own, like you're training your brain to see the positive on its own. Your mood will start to improve. You will have more of a positive outlook. And, yes, there will be challenges, but you won't focus on them. It will be a lot easier or more manageable for you to deal with and, and manage those challenges and face those challenges. And it will feel good to reflect at the end of the day as you're putting that final wind down and you see all of the positive things happening in your life. And you will see, yeah, it's a process. You're not at your destination yet, but you're focused on all the good stuff that is happening along the journey. And you know that you're moving, and you will get there. But you're not focused on where you're not yet. You're focused on the progress that you're making along the way.
2: Yeah, such good stuff. Now, I'm going to come in from a different side here and say, okay, what are what about the people who are listening and going, okay, that's not a very big deal. You made your bed. It needs to be something more, you know, important, so to speak. Why are the little things even important in your celebrating your victories?
3: Yes, because really at the end of the day, you want your brain to acknowledge all of the positive. And sometimes you'll be told it's the little things that really – it's like a little spark, right, and you're trying to start a big, huge bonfire, but it starts with that spark, and you need that first. So sometimes little things are what really start things getting into motion, and that's what it takes. It takes just taking those small steps and acknowledging those small steps to for you to actually – Start making those bigger steps and get that momentum and that movement. And so, even though your brain's going to try to downplay it and say, No, that wasn't big, you just made up your bed. No, like train your brain to look at a positive as just that a positive is not a small win, it's a win. And because the brain will pick and pull every single negative thing. And if anything, it blows it out of proportion. Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Doesn't it?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, so important, these little things. And and as we liken it to this journey of divorce, and I I, kind of heard in there that um, idea of, uh, I I often say, tiny baby steps, uh, you know, finishes the race as well. So even those tiny baby steps, we we gain that momentum and then we take a little bit of a bigger stride. And then by the next thing you know, we're sprinting and the race has become easier and we've won. And we stand at that finish line and we look back and we think, wow, I never thought I was going to get there. And it just started with that tiny little spark. So inspirational, so helpful, Kina. And what I'm thinking about, and I'm going to try to look it up on break is there's a book uh, by a general called Make Your Bed. And so that really plays into the whole military <laughs> idea there. Yeah. Uh, and I'll see if I can find it. I actually just purchased it recently, and I'll see if I can share that with the listeners because it's saying a lot of these same things. And the the general who um, wrote this book, it came out of a speech he gave at the University of Texas at Austin several years back um, uh, at a graduation, and it was really um, impactful. So folks, hey, the change, the overcoming, the thriving can start with making your bed. You heard it here on the Divorce Coaching Hour. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to wrap things up, and you're going to find out how you can get in touch with Keena. so stay tuned. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendele, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at KKHT.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back to back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under Podcasts, under the programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at the divorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. We're so glad you're back with us here on the Divorce Coaching Hour today. We, of course, are talking about divorce. That would probably make sense on the Divorce Coaching Hour. Mike even says, yeah, makes sense, yeah. Uh, And and that's our heart to talk about divorce. We're not coaching here today. What we are doing is uh, giving you information, education, resources, encouragement, tools, ideas, and we just have such awesome guests like our guest today, uh, Kina Crowley, and you know she's been through it all, and she has now overcome divorce, illness, um, the the strain and struggle, just so many things, to where now she uses that experience to go help people through divorce. Much like myself, I often say I wouldn't be a divorce coach if I hadn't gone through a divorce, and so it's our heart to help you. And I hope that you're hearing uh, that we're here for you. Um, We're with you and we're not against you. In the last segment, we were talking about making your bed (laughs) and you might be thinking, okay, what does that have to do with divorce? But we're talking about the little things matter and those little things that can help you overcome the crises in our life like divorce and, you know, finding acknowledgement in the things that you are accomplishing. And one of those, although it seems small, is Making Your Bed. And I referenced a book that I recently got, uh, and you might know about it, but I wanted to share it with you. It's called Make Your Bed. It's by Admiral William H. McRaven, and it says little things that can change your life and maybe the world. And so I think that's a really good point to turn our conversation back to Kina and say, you know, what we're doing here, what you're doing, Kina, can help changed the world and so I'm sure listeners will want to reach out to you learn more about you so how would they uh, reach you Kina?
3: yes yes um, I could be found on all social media platforms at coaching with Kina, K-E-E-N-A um, or they can look me up on my website at mythrivinglifeacademy.com Um, Or reach out to me at info at IamKenaCrowley.com.
2: And that's C-R-O-W-L-E-Y, correct? Yes. So, and I would bet, and I know actually, if you just Google out there, love our Google, Kena Crowley, that's K-E-E-N-A. C-R-O-W-L-E-Y. Google her and you will find all those ways to reach her. And, of course, if you've missed any of the segments of this show, go back and listen because Kina has shared so much important insight and information with us. And so as we begin to um, head into wrapping up the show, one of the things I love to ask, especially in this series, is, Kina, for those who are navigating divorce, whether they're considering it, whether they're in the middle of it, whether they're coming out of it and rebuilding afterwards, moving forward. What's your best tip for making the process better than it would be otherwise? Yes. One would be do not do it alone. Um, Even if
3: you are strong, um, it is okay to admit you need help and being selective with who you turn to because not everybody is helpful in this process or can really <laughs> give you the proper guidance. So making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the, the right people and people who can help you get through it while knowing that it's going to be a process. It's going to require some movement on your part um, and what that movement is should look like is you today committing to something and and saying, I am going to start doing this today. And it could be something small, realistic, doable, that you can do today and repeat again tomorrow. And you do that and you acknowledge it. You celebrate that win every time you do it. And then you grow upon that. And in a week from today, you add to it and you start building that momentum.
2: Yeah, so important to know. Start now. Start today. If you've heard something in the show, you know, hey, start making your bed like we're talking about it. Tomorrow morning, do it. Acknowledge yourself. Write it down. Journal it. That's one step. Because here's the thing we know. If you're wanting to make a change and you put it off tomorrow, that's just another day um, away from you changing your life, changing that mindset. And so start today, start now. I want to go back really quickly because I think it's important, Kina. You said make sure it's someone who is so-called right around you. Um, How would we distinguish someone who might not be a right fit uh, for us on this journey?
3: Yes. So pay attention to the the language that other people are using, right, the the form of, quote, unquote, support that they're giving. If it's negative, if it is bringing you down, um, it's kind of adding to that cloud that you're probably already under, then that is a, a huge sign that likely they are not um, good for your journey. They are not helping you with where you need to be. Um, you you need to be held accountable. You need someone to pull you up and say, "Hey, you know, you got to get up and you got to get moving. But um, it, it's, there's a difference between someone that's kind of like pushing you out of love and out of caring for you versus someone trying to tear you down or, um, the naysayers and the negative people who are like, oh, I told you so, you should have left them Ouch. or her a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, they, they got opinions, but they're not really trying to offer like a supportive solution as far as how you can move forward. So just being mindful with um, the type of support. And it doesn't have to necessarily be someone who has gone through it. That's the best someone who's gone through it and reached the other side and they're doing well and they can help you through. But um, just, it could be a friend that you could turn to and talk to and vent to um, someone else that may push you or offer a positive distraction um, or, Hey, let's go shopping or, you know, but making sure that it's all positive, not, not the ones that are going to bring you down.
2: Yeah. Oftentimes you know, friends and family think that they're saying good things by maybe even um, saying negative things about your ex-spouse, but that's really not going to lift you up. And you need somebody who can look at the situation objectively and then think about not kind of impute their situation on yours. So great, great advice. What else would you want listeners to know about overcoming divorce and thriving through and beyond the process?
3: Yes, that one, even if you can't see that outcome that you're wanting, you can't see that things will get better, um, just start taking those steps. And and like I said, start building that momentum, start moving forward and knowing that you will reach that destination and take your time, but do not procrastinate. Do not take too much time, move, get into motion but take your time as far as allowing yourself the time to heal on your
2: journey it's a fine line right uh and and so um to say move uh take action but i think it's also great caution is to not procrastinate and i i would get i would kind of offer up if you start procrastinating there's probably some fear around that and that's when your team can come into play that person that is that that, that's when you call for that lifeline hey i need help here i'm stuck i'm not moving and you know know that it's not a perfectionistic place i often say there's no perfection but there's perfection and progress and preparedness and so meaning that uh if you see that you're moving maybe you're going to take five steps forward two steps back three steps forward that sort of thing but it is a journey just think about even a a journey on the road you're going to run into some detours uh, but if you don't fill up that air, that self-care, you don't get people to help you along the road, then you will stay stuck. And we don't uh, certainly want that for you. Uh, any quick final thought, Kina?
3: Yes, yes. Um, in addition to moving, um, going along the lines of what you said about not procrastinating, um, learn to make decisions and start trusting yourself. And just like you said about not being perfect, give yourself permission to not be perfect, but to just do it and know that things are always going to be just right. But as long as you're moving forward, you will find your way and you will get there.
2: Yes. If I'm thinking about recapping, what we've been talking about here today, folks, is just start, take action. Uh, it'll move you forward. You don't know it exactly how it will, but, you know, so-called, make, as we said, make your bed, right? Just start, take action, trust that it will move you forward. And and that's what we're all about, folks, is to help move you forward. That's what Kina does. That's what I do as your thinking partner Uh, We're here to support you as you do move forward through this to overcoming, not only overcoming, but thriving. And so, Kina, thanks so much for being here with us today. Uh, You have just helped us so much.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
2: And Friends, I'm so grateful you've been here with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Thanks for listening today to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelo, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday. From 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.